Hello, everyone, and welcome to episode 61 of the Computer Business Marketing Show. Today's episode is brought to you by Tech Reputation. Tech Reputation offers IT business owners a simple and effective way to manage, acquire, and market your positive reviews online. In addition, the online dashboard includes the ability to enter your company details once and have it published automatically to over 60 directory and review sites and keep it updated, synchronized, and without duplication. Visit techreputation.com slash TSB for 10% off your setup and monthly subscription fees. That also comes with a 14-day free trial and a 30-day no-risk money-back guarantee. Get all of that at techreputation.com slash TSB. Today's show is also provided by Tech Blog Builder. Tech Blog Builder is the blog writing service for IT businesses. We craft content that converts website visitors into customers with 100% unique, SEO-ready, professionally written blog posts delivered on a consistent schedule. Learn more at techblogbuilder.com. On today's episode, we talk with about the concept of servant leadership with Art Barter, who is the founder of the Servant Leadership Institute. What is servant leadership and how can it help you build a more successful business? We'll talk about leading from the heart and how taking a real interest in your employees is the key to being respected as a leader. Plus, we'll learn how you can apply this concept even if you have no employees. All that and so much more coming up right now. Hello, everyone, and welcome to the Computer Business Marketing Show. If you own or work in an IT services business, this is the place to learn how to get more clients, keep them happy, and grow your revenue. You can watch, download, and or subscribe to all show episodes at computerbusinessmarketing.com. You can also catch our live stream on Facebook every Thursday evening at 7 p.m. Eastern. Just be sure to like the Tech Site Builder Facebook page, click the following tab, and then select See First so that anytime we go live with a new video, it'll jump to the top of your Facebook feed. You'll get an alert. That way you never miss it. And it's always great to catch the show live because you can interact, you can ask questions, you can affect the flow of the show. Sometimes someone will ask a great question in the middle of an interview and you know it's I'll bring it up in the middle of the interview and the guest will be able to answer it right there on the spot. So it's a great way to interact with us and make sure that uh, you know you have your questions answered and you can participate. That's the cool, you know, cool technology these days, right? We can go live with these types of interviews and uh, video shows, and um, and you know that's what it's all about, and that's why we do, do that's why we do the way do it the way we do it here. Go live to Facebook so you guys can participate. Um, also, don't forget to sign up for the Computer Business Marketing Newsletter. That's where you can get info on the latest podcasts we've released, articles from around the web from different marketing uh, gurus and experts. Um, you can also get a digest of the most recent Facebook posts from the Computer Business Marketing Facebook group. And that's a cool place where lots of computer business owners are there sharing their their problems and their wins and asking for advice and getting some great advice. Uh, so th- that's definitely one you don't want to miss. Um, and then finally, every uh, newsletter ends with a tip of the week. It's either uh, you know a marketing quote from from uh, someone who's a, a marketing expert, a famous marketing person, or just a thought that I had uh, throughout the week, maybe a lesson I learned or something I found that worked really well. 
So all of that uh, is put together in a nice weekly digest that you get sent to your email inbox every week. And you can uh, subscribe to that by going to computerbusinessmarketing.com. And the form is right there on the website. All right, guys, uh, I am excited to have on the show Art Barter. Now, he is the president and CEO of Datron World Communication, uh, and he is going to talk to us about a concept called servant leadership. And he is the uh, the founder of the Servant Leadership Institute, where he helps businesses implement uh, this process. And uh, so I, I'm real excited to dig in uh, to that with him and just find out what this is, how it can really help us grow our businesses. Um, and uh, and so we're going to dig into that in a minute. But before we do that, I just want to give a shout out to our first sponsor, and that is Tech Reputation. Uh, TechReputation.com offers IT business owners a simple and effective way to manage, acquire, and market positive reviews online. And uh, I've said this before, I'm going to say it again, reviews are the lifeblood of businesses these days. Uh, The first place people go uh, besides their friends and family to look for services that they need is they go online, they look for the reviews, whether it's Google or Facebook or Yelp. Um, and you know, a lot of times those reviews on some of those platforms like Yelp, for example, I just recently found out that Yelp reviews feed into Apple maps. So if someone searches for a, uh, a, uh, like a, a local business on Apple maps, you'll see, uh, it gives you like, you know, how many stars or what their average review is. And it, it turns out they pull that information from Yelp. So all of these different areas where people can pull, uh, you know, leave reviews for your business, they can show up in different places and you, you might not even realize it. Facebook reviews might be showing up on your website. You know, Google reviews might be showing up in a bunch of different places. So it behooves you to make sure that you're curating good reviews, that you make sure the, the best reviews rise to the top and that when people review your business, they, they have positive things to say. The number one way to do that, of course, is to just provide excellent service, have, have an awesome product, and make your customers happy. You know, that goes without saying. But even the best of us sometimes run into those, those issues where there's a miscommunication or a misunderstanding. Sometimes the customer isn't even a, a customer of yours, and they just, you know, maybe saw your car driving around or something, and they wanted to leave a review. So every now and then, uh, a poor review can slip through the cracks. And that's where tech reputation comes in. So the first thing tech reputation does is it helps you uh, curate those good reviews by being a buffer between your customer and the review services. And they do that by um, automatically sending your customers an email after you've provided service for them, asking them how you did. If they say you did a great job, then it sends them directly to the review service of your choice. If, uh, if the customer says they didn't have a good uh, experience, then instead of sending them to the review place, it sends them back to you so you can help the customer have a better experience, whether that's you know communicating better or giving them a coupon or, or doing the service again. But it kind of helps you know divert them away from leaving a bad review and helps, uh, gives you an opportunity to help them out. So that's the first thing that Tech Reputation does. The second thing it does is it gives you uh, a view into all of your reviews online. So it pulls your information from Yelp, from Google, from Facebook, from all those different review services online and 
gives it to you in a single pane of glass. So you can see overall how your reviews are looking, where you need to maybe focus more time. If you need to get more reviews on a certain place, it'll let you know that. And so you can just kind of get nice reports, nice, easy to read um, stats about how your reviews are looking across the web. And then the third and final thing that Tech Reputation does, if, if all that wasn't enough, it does a third thing, and that is it helps you make sure that your information is correct everywhere it appears online. This is called citations. So anytime a business directory has your information on it, that's what is known as an online citation. And what uh, Tech Reputation will do is it will crawl the web and look for any citation about your business, and then it will make sure that all the information is correct, your address, your phone number, your website, your email address, your business name. And it's important for that stuff to remain consistent, not only for SEO purposes, but also just so that people can reach you. If, if your phone number is out of date on some d- directories and then someone's calling an old number, they might end up calling another business or not being able to get a hold of you. So that's a, that's an important thing as well. So Tech Reputation takes care of all three of those things, and you can uh, check them out. Now, they've offered uh, listeners of this podcast, uh, very generously offered listeners of this podcast, 10% off for life, your setup fee and your monthly fee. Uh, but you got to go to techreputation.com slash TSB. Uh, and that is the URL where you can take advantage of that discount. That's also on top of your 14-day free trial and their 30-day money-back guarantee. So 14-day free trial to try it out. Then you get 10% off the lifetime of your account. Just head on over to techreputation.com slash TSB, and the details about how to take advantage of that discount are there on that page. We thank Tech Reputation for being a longtime sponsor of the show, and uh, definitely hope you guys check them out. All right, guys, uh, without further ado, let's jump into the interview today. Uh, as I said before, I have Art Barter here, and he's going to talk to us about the concept of servant leadership. How are you doing today, Art? Uh, doing great, Matthew. Doing great. Thanks for having me on. And I want to thank your sponsors as well, because it gives me a chance to come in and hang out with you guys. So, yeah, thanks. Excellent. Yeah, thanks for thanks for hanging out for us uh, through the intro there. And um so before we jump into uh, the topic, just to give folks kind of a little bit of a background on yourself, if you can let us know, uh, you know, a little bit about your background and what led you up to to where you are today. Oh, sure. Uh, um, I went to a school at Cal State Fullerton, grew up in Orange County in a small town called Tustin, California. It's not so small anymore. Um, and uh, uh, high school, went to college. Uh, was trained in finance and um, uh, business. And uh, my career started at Disney. I I worked at uh, Disneyland, uh, spent some time there um, out of high school and then worked my way through through college. Uh, Worked in their finance department there uh, towards the end of my time there. And a good company. Um, Had a lot of fun there, but decided that I wanted a little smaller environment where I could make a bigger difference. So I went Mm -hmm. to work for a manufacturing company and found out that I love to build things and have been involved with manufacturing companies my entire career since I left Disney. So I've built specialized printers. I've built uh, medical bone saws, uh, motors that drive uh, MRI devices, um, motors that drive radars and fighter jets. Um, And all through that process, I I fell in love with doing business in the international marketplace. I love to do business outside the United States and found this company 
in the mid to late 90s that claimed that they did over 90% of their business in the international marketplace. And when I looked at them, I, I said, wow, they do business in interesting places like Sri Lanka, Bangladesh, um, Central African Republic. And I said, I need to go to work for this company just to see where they do, where they do business. And uh, that company was Statron, and I went to work for them in 97 as their VP of finance. Uh, got involved with operations, as I always do in companies, and so um, took over operations. And over about four or five years, we were bought up by a, uh, by a Titan Corporation. I got an opportunity to buy that, that division from Titan in 2004. And mm-hmm. in November 2004, decided to buy the company. The company at the time was doing about $10 million and losing money and um, decided that I had been in the power leadership model most of my career, was tired of sacrificing my life and my family's life for my career, and um, decided that we would run Daytron with different principles and decided, Lori, my wife, and I decided we're going to run Daytron under servant leadership principles where the idea was that my job was to serve everyone in the company to help them be successful in their role in the company in order to serve our customers. And so we started that process in 2004, um, started the implementation in 2005 with training. But I wanna share with your audience, I was challenged in 2003 by Ken Blanchard. I'd never met him until he came and talked at my church. And he challenged me in my leadership style. And I met Ken for the first time that night personally. He's become a great friend, a great mentor. He challenges me all the time to look at things differently as leaders. And uh, without Ken's encouragement, I don't think I would have changed my own leadership beliefs and behavior. So we started that journey in 2005. And in six years, we grew the company from $10 million to $200 million, pretty much with the same people. And I always had people tell me when you reached about a $50 million company, you were going to have to revamp the entire leadership team. And I said, I don't believe that. And it turned out to be advice that was old school. And we actually built the company and had record profits, record returns, record cash, record bookings, you name it. We just blew the lid off the place. Um, And I attribute that to the culture of serving that we brought into the company. Now, our mission and purpose at Datron is very simple. We want to positively impact the lives of others today and in the future. So it's not just about selling a product today. We want them to experience the best service from a radio communications company out there. We build radios for the military marketplace uh, in the international market. I don't sell the U.S. military. I sell the foreign militaries. And people ask me, how do you serve people in a military environment? I said, it's very easy. I, I provide radios that help save lives so people can respond to disturbances in the world in the right way so they don't have to bring out weapons. Mm-hmm. So we serve people with great communications. We save life with, life with great communications. And our customers have seen us serve from our heart instead of our head. And that's really what servant leadership is all about. We serve from the heart first because we want to serve the customer. People ask me, Matthew, what, what does that mean in business? Right. Um, the first year, my team asked me, how much do you want to grow? And I said, I don't have a, a goal on how much I want to grow as a company in revenue. 
well, how do we know what kind of budgets to put together if you're not going to tell us how much you're going to grow? I said, I'll tell you what, why don't we go serve some people in the communities that we serve in the international marketplace? And why don't we just do our best at serving them and providing them great products, great services, and let them decide with their checkbooks how fast we're going to grow based on how well we serve. And that's how we started servant leadership at Daytron is we just decided to serve the customer. Now, for your, your audience, if I can get them, if they, if they were look at an org chart, um, usually has the CEO at the top. We turn that org chart upside down, and the CEO is actually at the bottom. My job is to inspire and equip everyone at Daytron um, to just be successful at what they're doing. And the great thing about servant leadership is it's all about life-work integration not work-life balance. You know, everybody likes to talk about work-life balance. How about we talk about life-work integration because everybody brings their life to work. I haven't met anybody who can turn the switch off. So my job is to help people through the unfolding of their life's events while we come together with a common purpose of serving people with some great values on how you get things done. And the one thing I believe, Matthew, and I've learned through servant leadership is how you get the results in your business are more important than the results themselves. Mm, and we all know about the Enrons and the, and the companies that didn't get the results the right way. They got them the wrong way. Right. They don't hang around very long. But if you get results the right way and do it with an honest, open, pure heart, I want to help you. It's not just about making a buck. You're going to have some customers who are going to stick with you for life. And what I love about that is your competitors don't understand what you're doing. Your competitors, it will set you apart in the marketplace. Right. Yeah. I mean, a a lot of, um, a lot of people, you know, misunderstood the, or thought that the mantra of a good business is, you know, the ends justify the means, right? It's all about the goal and Mm. not necessarily how you get there. You get there however you can get there Mm. and then you, you get to the end. And then we've, we've seen great companies be toppled by that thought process because exactly. you you know it's it's like a house of cards right and yeah. you you build your company culture on on some shady practices it's eventually going to uh bite you in the butt or you know um cause everything to collapse uh and it seems like you know when you take uh this this kind of mindset about being a servant as the leader uh and and serving your your uh your employees um and being there for them then you kind of have no choice but to um, do it the opposite way, where it's it's all about the journey to get to the goal and not so much the end goal. Right, right. And, you know, I'm a big proponent of doing the right thing and taking you know taking into account best practices and 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 doing that and just doing that and taking it one step of at a time. And eventually, when you do that, you're going to find success rather than looking at success as this thing you have to get to and you're clawing and climbing to it and, and you're getting there however you can get there because uh, like, like we've said, once you get there, you know, then what? <laughs> right? Yeah, right. Like, what, yeah. what, what then? And exactly. it's, it's not an end goal. I, I look at business ownership as a journey and it's just a constant growing and constant evolving. And uh, this seems to fit, fit into that well. Um, so uh, one question I had was uh, maybe a way to understand this style of leadership um, is to kind of compare it and contrast it to 
traditional ideas of leadership. Is there a way you can, um, there are ways that the servant leadership style uh, differs from what a traditional uh, leadership uh, idea is? Yeah, you know, it, it's, um, I can describe it in a lot of different ways. I worked for, for what I call power leaders. It was all about them. Um, you were there to serve them, help them be successful. And it wasn't about us. It was about them. Um, leaders who don't listen, leaders who believe they know it all, they have all the solutions. Uh, leaders that may tell you, listen, if you don't want to do what I tell you to do, I'll find somebody who will. Mm-hmm. Um, people who, who, leaders who don't make people feel valued, that they have anything of value to give. Um, and, you know, I've worked for some leaders that when I interviewed and went to work for them, they looked great. I had one leader that I went through. I really liked him. I liked playing golf with him. But he told his staff one day, senior staff, he says, I don't trust anyone in the room. Ooh. And then he said, uh, and don't take, I, I don't want you to take that personal. <laughs> and I'm going, I don't even know how to do that. You just told me you right. don't trust me. You don't want me to take it personal. And he says, I, I don't trust anybody. And he didn't last very long. He lasted for a couple of years because he, he couldn't get results because he didn't extend trust to people in his organization. He didn't inspire them. He didn't equip them. He didn't cut them loose and get out of the way. And, you know, most, most power leaders I know will not give empower people in their organization. They won't give their power away. Servant leaders give their power away. We train up people, we equip people, and then we get out of the way and let them go do the job that we've hired them to do. And that's sometimes the toughest thing that leaders have to do is just realize that you're not needed anymore in that room to solve that problem. You've got the great people. You've inspired them. They know your mission and purpose. They know your values. And they want to go fix problems. Go let them fix problems. Get out of the way. Right? So it sounds I don't have like, the answers. It, it yeah. sounds like um, it, as, you're, as you're talking through this, um, that the mission and values of the company play an important role here. Uh, and you want to make sure that the that those are established. Um, absolutely, you know, absolutely. from the beginning, because because yep. I guess, and I'm assuming here, um, and maybe you can you know elaborate on this more. But if you have you know good a good company mission and good values, then that's kind of what drives the direction that your employees are going to go, and that's what allows you to maybe have trust that they're going to do the right thing. Because if if you know they have these kind of tenants that they should be following. Uh, then you can, and you know, hopefully you're hiring talented folks. Then they yeah. can take that talent and channel it in the right direction, and you don't need to be constantly micromanaging. Yeah, and you know, the the, the real thing that people look for are: do leaders follow the values they have on the wall, on the website, wherever you put your values? Do you follow them, or do you just talk about them? Do your behaviors reflect those values? Because that's what it's all about for leaders. People will follow leaders who behave in the way they talk. And what I've learned through servant leadership is my behavior speaks a whole lot more about me as a leader than my words do. Right. Right. We've all experienced leaders that are going to say they're going to do this and then they go off and do something different. And so we challenge people to change their behaviors. We've got nine behaviors that we think great leaders follow. Um, uh, ours just starts with serve first. We want to, we want to serve people first, start with that heart. And what binds us together at Daytron is we want people who want to help other people. And if you have a heart to help other people, you're going to have a great time at Daytron. If it's all about yourself, 
and not about helping other people, you're going to be miserable here because the culture is going to drive you nuts because it's not about you. It's about other people. And, you know, we, we, we put in a mission or made it real clear. We wanted to be self-sustaining. We have to be profitable. Uh, and we're going to be a communications company. So we don't believe in debt. We're self-sustaining. We don't, I don't owe anybody any money. don't have a bank line of credit. I found out I don't need banks because <laughs> all they do is put a bunch of terms and conditions on you. Um, and if you run your business correctly, you're going to generate the cash you need to grow. Um, and if you take care of customers, they're going to come back to you over and over again. And so then we said we want to positively impact the lives of others. And how I learned that was my first job at Datron when I came on board was to find financing to do a $15 million deal in the country of Zimbabwe. And so I traveled to Zimbabwe. I met the signals officer and the police. And I said, his name was Eric. Eric, how can we help you? And he says, we don't have a great leader. When it comes election times, we're going to have demonstrations. He says, people who are going to demonstrate are my friends and some my family. And he says, I want to control those demonstrations with great communications so I don't have to use other means. I said, Eric, I'll help you do that. And so we've helped find the financing for the deal. We put radios on the ground. They ordered another $7 million from us worth of radios for elections. And about six years later, there was an article written by the Associated Press that the recent elections in Zimbabwe were the least violent in the country's history. Wow. I took that article and I shared that story. Leaders, listen to me. You need to share the stories of your customers with your, with your people. I said, this is why we do what we do. We save lives. And that's what we're all about when we provide great communications. We want to save lives. Yeah, talk that's, about making a difference in the world, right? And, and, you know, Zimbabwe, if you follow the news, they just had a change in leadership. That president finally left office last year. They did it peacefully. There were no wars. There were no lives lost. And they're having elections. They're on the, on the road of doing things the right way. And that's who we help. People who want to do things the right way in this world, um, you know, how you get them, how you get those results, and how you take care of your people, provide security and sovereignty is what we always, always talk about. Um, that's how you, you make that purpose work. Now, we had to come up with a way that let our employees experience. I went on the road and experienced that with customers. How do you bring that back to your organization? We decided to set 10% of our operating profit aside in the charitable fund. We don't take any requests from outside the company. We let the employees decide where that money goes. So they get to give away that money. So they help generate profits. We set aside 10% and we say, you give it to the nonprofits that are on your heart. That means something to you. And since we started it in 2005, I think the employees have given away over $15 million to nonprofits around the world because we're a multicultural workforce. Uh, a lot of nonprofits do work around the world. So we do a lot of work here locally and a lot of work around the world. And they get to live the purpose of positively impacting the lives of others through that charitable work that they get to give away money. And, you know, they get to give five, ten, fifteen, twenty thousand dollars $20,000 away at a time. That's a big deal for folks right. when they're able to give back uh, based on their efforts and helping a company be successful. So right. figure out a way that people can, can really live your purpose. Yeah, and, and you know, you, you don't need to be uh, an international company like Datron that's, you know, affecting uh, elections in Zimbabwe and, and, and all of that. You, you, you know, all of us um, can, can, are, are affecting our customers in some way, in a positive way. 
And uh, you just need to to look for your purpose in that. I mean, you know, most of you guys listening are local IT service shops, right? You're serving right. local businesses or local residential residential uh, folks. Um, so, so what 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 kind of impact are your services making on your community, on on your business community, or on you know just the community at large? And and focus on that. You know, are you keeping businesses safe? Uh, are you keeping, you know, uh, making technology easier to understand for, for, uh, residences of, of your, of your area? Um, look, look at, look at that, those kind of purposes that drive your business and, and then share that with your, with your, um, with your employees. And that can be kind of the driving purpose. Uh, you know, money's great, but you know, what really gets you up day after day is, you know, knowing that what you're doing makes a difference in the world and you want your employees to feel that same way. Uh, yeah, so in, in, in your business, Matthew, it's, it's kind of funny because I use computers. I have, I have my, my phones and all that kind of neat stuff. I need your guys' help. I'm there not an IT person, right? And when things go wrong, who is the first person I call? I, I, and, and you know what? I'm not up to speed with everything that's going on in this world. So if you try and, and tell me all the everything that goes on and here's why I'm going to have a blank stare on my face, but if you <laughs> right. fix my problem and I'm back up and running, man, I'm a happy customer, right? Exactly. Uh, so meet people where they are, or if you want to be a good servant leader, you meet people where they are. You don't necessarily have to give them all the answers because they may not be ready for it. Right. I, I, I can go in and talk technical insides of a radio with people, but most people are going to look at you and go, okay, Show me how to turn it on. Show me some buttons for programming. That's all I need to know. Right. Um, and you guys are in a special world where I have everybody in my company who's impacted by IT. Everybody has a computer. Everybody's online. You guys know better than anybody else. When things slow down on the internet and we can't get on our business systems, et cetera, you know who we're going, going to. Exactly. And yep. um, when you guys do it with a smile and you do it quick and you get the business back and we're running, you keep owners like me really, really happy. And those are the people we remember. We don't remember the people who, you know, moan and groan and all that kind of stuff. We remember the people who came in and served us and got our business back up and running. Yeah. And has had a positive, I like that positive attitude, right? And that's, that's something attitude, that's yeah. so hard to, to, to remember. And it's something you have to be intentional about every day is every cu- customer you interface with, it's their first interaction with you of the day. It might be your fifth, ninth, dozenth customer that you've interacted with that day. But for that customer, you're, you know, you're it. So you want to have that first interaction with them be a positive one. Don't take the baggage of the rest of the day with you. And that, I think that's a great reminder and it, uh, you know, has nothing to do necessarily with the topic, but just something to remember. Well, um, when you serve, when you serve people from the heart and that's really my message and certainly when you serve people from the heart and not from the head, Right. Yep. I have a problem. I want to get back up and running. I serve people from the heart. How can I best serve you today? Right. Uh, and when you okay. do that, people respond and go, this company's special because they do things differently. Right. right. They do things differently. And when you do things differently and your competitors don't understand what you're doing, guess who they're going to call the next time they have a problem? They're going to call the company with a heart, not the company who has the, the brightest mind. Because they it. want people who will serve them and help them run their business. Yeah, yeah. they're going to call the yeah. company with heart. I, that's yeah. I, I got to yeah. I got to frame that and put that on the wall. That's <laughs> that's a great one. 
So, um, so talking about, you know, uh, the idea of servant leadership sounds great. I think we all want to be that leader that people, you know, look up to people love to work with, they, they respect. And I think this is a great way to do that. Um, talking about, you know, the types of folks that are listening to this, you know, they're, they're running the computer repair shops. They might have a few employees, um, you know, the, a lot of the stuff that, that we've been talking about sounds great for, you know, big corporations with big org charts and stuff. But how can those listening who are either solopreneurs or they have just a handful of employees, how can they start to uh, think about implementing uh, this kind of this, this servant leadership mindset yeah. in their own businesses? Practically? We, get, we get questions all the time. You know, my CEO doesn't believe in, in servant leadership. How can I start with if I don't have a support and our, our response is start with yourself. If you want to be a different type of person, then you live by your values. You, are, you have values, great, live by them. And what are your core values? Which are the ones that won't you break? Because uh, there's a difference between core values and just values. Hmm. Um, and people go, all right, what does that mean? I said, well, you know, when was the last time you were late to a meeting and you blamed traffic, but you didn't tell the people in the room that you didn't leave home in time to get there in time <laughs> and you blamed it on traffic, right? right. Um, we all do that. We all have little, little bits like that, but what's your core values? Um, and you've got to stick with that. Uh, how do you like to be treated? And I'll challenge business owners all the time. How do you like to be treated? If you like to be treated in a positive way, treat your employees in a positive way. Um, we have a responsibility to meet employees' needs. That doesn't mean all their needs. That means that they expect to get paid on a payroll day. They get, they expect to have their benefits if they have benefits. You know what? Our job and our responsibility as leaders is we want to grow and have a great company, but we have to make payroll. We can't put payroll on hold while we put in a different type of culture. And that's one of the toughest things people can do. If you've got a small entity, you guys can go make it happen a lot faster than an entity my size. I've got a lot of 30 leaders I need to go work on at one time. You guys may have four, five, six, 10, 15. Man, just start where you are and ask your people, what do you need to be successful? What can I give you? Make sure they have the right equipment, the latest software, the latest tools, so they can serve their customers great. When they, when they, they need help, say, hey, listen, um, I, yeah, i got time to help you. If you don't have time, say, hey, listen, I don't have time now, but I'll come back tomorrow. And I'll sit down with you and, and listen to what you have to say. Leaders who listen to understand, and that's a big one, not just listening, but listen to understand, um, and ask questions from their employees when they're telling them a problem. Tell me more or help me understand. Those are the things that help a leader get to what's really going on in their business so they can solve that problem and help that employee. But you have to do it from your heart. You have to, employees have to feel like you care about them. Right. And if you don't care about them, don't expect them to care about you. Because if you want to be treated in a certain way, then treat others that way first and, and watch out what will happen. So you can do this in a group of one or two or three. You can do it in a large group. The smaller the group, the faster you can transform your business. And so yeah. that's, that's, the, that's the real plus for folks in your business. You're small. You can go make this happen a lot faster than a company my size. Yeah. Right. And I think um, that sounds great. And I think, you know, the, maybe like a practical approach to this is, you know, the the first interaction you have with your employees in the day, is it, you know, what did you do for the company or how hard did you work yesterday? Um, 
it shouldn't be that. It should be, you know, how can I help you? Or how are you? How are you feeling? How are you doing? What can I do right. to help you? Kind of, you know, really, and then really meaning it, really caring about it. And if you start the day like that, then it kind of gets things started on the right foot. Because I know I've had bosses in the past who, you know, I I'm, I always hate coming into work because they're always going to get on me about, you know, this and that, or they're going to have this, you know, this great idea that they want me to implement. And, and that's going to be the first thing that, 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 that I get in the day. And it's just going to stress me out. Whereas right. I had the bosses that, you know, like, Hey, how's it going? You know, how's family life? How's this and that? And like really taking an interest in me as a person, those are the kind yeah. of bosses that I end up respecting and looking up to and wanting to do a better yeah. job for. Or just, just say how, just hello and good morning. And, yeah. and <laughs> really? just, just acknowledge that they exist. Right. Yeah. yeah. Uh, yeah. People just want to be acknowledged that the hey yeah you know I'm here, yeah yeah great so um, a, a lot of uh, great inspirational things uh, that that we can kind of take and implement right away uh, if we want to dig further into this idea of um, you know this uh, uh, servant leadership um, I, I know you've got some resources and and some books you've written on the topic where can people find out more about this and what are some of the resources you have. Yeah, the, uh, go to ServantLeadershipInstitute.com website. Uh, you'll see uh, a lot of the content we've developed. We've developed training programs. Uh, I've authored three books, um, championed about um, six or seven books total. Um, but uh, three books, uh, we started with writing a story about servant leadership on the farm called Farmer Able. Uh, that was a lot of fun, and people love that because – they can relate to animals and they can talk about, hey, I'm Juanita today, the chicken, <laughs> instead of making it personal that it's art, mm, right? And right. With, it's interesting to watch them learn and grow together by talking about what went on on the farm. It's a fun environment to learn. And we had a lot of fun writing that. Uh, done very, very well with that. We did a servant leadership journal that takes you through the nine behaviors that we saw in our organization that people really grew from. And so we take you through an 18-week course through uh, two weeks in every behavior. Um, and then this, this year, we wrote the story about the Datron transformation, what we did at Datron and how we implemented servant leadership. And that book's called The Art of Servant Leadership, too. Um, all available on Amazon. You can go search my name. But servantleadershipinstitute.com is really where uh, all of our information is located. So uh, we'd love to get some books in people's hands and, and help some people who uh, are interested in, in, in learning more about servant leadership. Yeah. If you go to uh, servantleadershipinstitute.com slash store, um, there's the, all the books are there laid out um, right in front of you. So that, that's a great place to grab them. There's audio books, versions of, I see available as well. And, yeah, and I, I like that. Um, and Farmer Abel. Yep. That, that story, uh, that story approach is kind of like the, the Ken Blanchard approach who, you know, you said was kind of like a mentor to you and and that's it's kind of a great way to get some of these more complex or or maybe um uh kind of hard to un- implement ideas about leadership into more of an approachable uh way is is through some you know fables and stories and stuff so it is and one of the things about farm Abel we discovered was a lot of parents were reading that book to their children <laughs> all right and and we didn't plan on that we just wrote a story about it and there's a lot of power in stories and leaders who know how to tell stories and share, especially the successes of their, of their customers and their stories of how you impacted and serve people. That's how you get people to latch on to doing things a little bit differently. So um, uh, it has changed my life personally. 
uh, as a husband, as a father. Um, and I've got stories upon stories that I was a power father, um, mm. and it's changed me dramatically. And, yeah, this, uh, this, I can see yeah. this, you know, permeating into every aspect of life, not just business, but uh, your personal life and, and every interaction you have can be benefited from taking this kind of servant mindset. It is, it is, yeah. When you serve lives, and our, our, our position is we serve the life. Uh, we, we like to stay away from ideologies, but we, we, when a life comes in front of us and there's a need there, we want to serve it. Hmm. And yeah. um, uh, that's what it's all about when you, when you have that service mindset that's, that's first and foremost in everything you do. Great. Uh, well, that, I think that's a great place to wrap it up. So uh, thanks, Art, for being a guest on the show and uh, talking about this uh, servant leadership idea. Lots of great stuff. If you guys want to dig further into it again, check it out at um, servantleadershipinstitute.com. And uh, um, we'll definitely be uh, looking into those, those books, Art. Thanks, thanks again for taking the time to be with us today. Yeah, Matthew, thank you for having me. And, uh, you know, good luck to everybody in their businesses. I, I know what you're going through. And just keep going. You'll, 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 you'll have success. So keep up the good work, Matthew. Awesome. Yep. For, from your lips to our, our bank accounts ears. <laughs> there you go. Here, here. <laughs> all right. Uh, great. Um, all right, guys. Well, that's going to do it for this episode. Um, before I get going, I just want to mention our second sponsor, and that is Tech Blog Builder. Uh, Tech Blog Builder is a service that I put together for you guys um, to make sure that you have high quality blog posts that are written on a consistent basis for your business. And I feel like blog posts, or I believe that blog posts are the lifeblood of uh, uh, online marketing for a business. And that's because it's your chance to really express, um, like we talked about in this, in this episode, you know, the mission, the values, the, 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 um, the kind of uh, the culture of your business you can, you can put forth in these blog posts and, uh, and then you can take that blog post and use it in lots of different ways. You can create a video out of it. You can post it on social media. You can uh, add it to a, an email newsletter. You can print it out and mail it in the good old-fashioned snail mail to your customers. So one blog post can have multiple different ways of reaching out to your customers, to potential customers. And that's another beauty of a good blog post is not only can it attract new customers, but it also keeps your existing customers engaged with your brand. And that's super important too. So um, all of that uh, stems from a good blog post. And let's face it, you know, we're technicians, we're not writers. Uh, even though we'd like to be able to do everything in our business, we like to wear all the hats. Eventually, once you get to a certain point, you're going to have to uh, let other more experienced people wear those hats, and then you can focus on growing your business. Um, and so one of the hats that, that we help you uh, take off your plate is um, the, the blog writing. And we can do that without you needing to hire an expensive copywriter or you know, trying, to, trying to find an employee. Uh, we'll do all of this for you for a very uh, affordable price. Uh, so check that out. Head on over to techblogbuilder.com. Um, in about a week, we're going to be raising the prices. So if this is something you've been considering, now is the chance to jump on it uh, before the prices go up. Um, and uh, and then you can uh, part of the process is you can let us know exactly what topics you want us to write about. You can tell us about your business. We can understand what your business is like, and then we'll take on your voice. So we make sure that those blog posts will be as if they were written uh, by your company and not, you know, outsourced to to some you know third party that doesn't know anything about IT. So our writers are um, 
are experts in IT. They understand technology, but they also understand how to write for people who aren't in the technology space. So it's that perfect combination of taking the te- technological topic and translating it so that an average person can understand. We do all of that for you at Tech Blog Builder. So check that out at techblogbuilder.com. That's going to do it for this episode of the Computer Business Marketing Show. Let's keep the conversation going, though. Head on over to computerbusinessmarketing.com. Let us know what you think of this episode and all the other episodes in the show notes. Uh, Every episode has a show notes page, and there's comments at the bottom of each episode page. You can let us know what you think about the episode there. Also, don't forget to join the Facebook group. It's called Computer Business Marketing uh, Tips and Tricks. You can find that by going to techsitebuilder.com slash group. That'll take you to the Computer Business Marketing Group. We'd love to have you join us there. Finally, the last thing I'm going to ask you is if you can do a favor and uh, leave a review for us on iTunes or Stitcher or wherever you listen to this podcast. We love to get your feedback and every review you leave for us on those platforms helps the podcast get found by others. Um, And then, uh, of course, don't forget our uh, sponsors, techreputation.com techblogbuilder.com. Thanks again for checking out the Computer Business Marketing Show. My name is Matthew Rodella saying here's to your success. Mm -hmm.